following podcast is brought to you by Bet You Didn't Know, an interactive trivia book available now on the iTunes Store. So, Mike knows the business. He knows distributors. Mike's okay. He's okay? He said he was going to break my legs. And don't tell me he didn't mean it, okay? Because he gave me the dead mackerel eyes. He meant it. So, Mike threatened me. He threatened Jesse. He probably threatened someone before breakfast this morning. It's what he does. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Talking Bad. I'm uh, Brian. I'm here with Blake. Hello. I uh, wanted to remind anybody listening here that you can visit us at Talking Bad at blogs or talkingbad.blogspot.com. It's fine. It's fine. They know what it is. It's a website address. Talkingbad.blogspot.com. Uh, leave us some comments. Tell us uh, about what you found out about the episode. What you thought your thoughts were. Your favorite parts. You know. Because we're just trying to get a discussion going. We're not trying to make money by any of this, are we? I mean, this is basically free for whoever wants to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be amazing to make money, but no, that's not the goal here. The goal is to talk about the best show on TV right now, and that is Breaking Bad. And on that note, I have a quick, I have, I have a quick plug because I'm telling you what. We're not quite up to the 500,000 listeners that we want to be. <laughs> we're not quite there yet. You know, it's... Getting some listeners for sure, but our listeners can help us out. And I'm going to tell you right now, we haven't talked about this, but there's a show on after Breaking Bad yep. called Small Town Security. Okay, this is a comedy that AMC's put out there. It's kind of if uh, it's kind of it's it's Reno 911. <laughs> it's it, it's Reno 911, and I'll tell you what, this show is hilarious really it is hilarious and i i watched the first episode after this week's breaking bad because i wanted to see the scene they got the scene you they got you with the promo it's like find out next week but they you got to watch our show first they did and it's on new at 11 o'clock at night so no one's really watching that but everyone wants to see the scene maybe at the same time the commercials it's just like it was one um what's that travel site um Hotwire.com. Hot .com, that's the... Uh, yeah, Hotwire.com. It would just play one 30-second commercial of Hotwire.com for every commercial break. <laughs> and that was it. And then it would go back to the show. I watched this week's show, immediately went back onto my uh, demand and downloaded the first two. <laughs> really? It's DirecTV, so you download them. Okay. But yeah. Record them, watch them. This show is hilarious. People should be watching this show. Do not let it get canceled. This is my new comedy show. Watch this show. Okay. I'll, That's my plug. I'll have to check it out. Oh, is it a reality show or is it a fake I believe it's mockumentary? A, I believe it's a fake. I believe it's a fake, yeah. Fake reality show, and it is hilarious. Okay, all right. I, I, I mean, watch it, people. All you, I mean, we've got about 370,000 listeners, I believe. Watch it. <laughs> we need to keep it on the air, evidently. I haven't seen it yet, but evidently, you know. I know you haven't. I, I know you I get, actually get That's mad at the promos. It's like, no, I want, I'm mad and depressed now from watching Breaking Bad. I don't want to watch no. this mockumentary. And, and I think they 
did that on purpose. They're like, well, listen, we've got an uplifting, hilarious show right after this now. Now you'll come right out of your depression and you can watch this. It's fantastic. And you won't have to go to bed a, ba- a ball of nerves just thinking about <laughs> Breaking Bad. That's exactly it. I'm telling you, it is just fantastic. So everyone out there, please watch Small Town Security. It is hilarious. Oh, and I also want to say... I know if I was a random person listening to this podcast, I would think, well, who are these jerk-off interns for AMC trying to promote their shows on a podcast pretending to be normal people? We don't work for AMC, nor do we work for Breaking Bad or Small Town Security. So we're not trying to act like we're normal people and promote... What was that? Was that a comment or something? Did someone say No, that? I'm just saying, if I was, oh, if I was oh. a random person... And I heard no, this kind of a start to an episode. I'd be like, well, obviously these guys work for these shows and are trying to promote them. This whole show's a no, big no. ad. No, it's not no. that way at all. Regular people with pathetic lives. Basically. <laughs> just okay. no, trying just to get like through the, the week. Yeah, and now we like small town security, so all right. Yeah, all right. So this week's episode of Breaking Bad was entitled Hazard Pay. It's the uh, third episode of the final season. Now, that's always, I don't know whether it's, the second to last final season or just a split final season. I don't know what they're going to call it. I'm calling it the final season, but um, we really started to see things slowly come together. There were some really cool parts. I like this episode a lot more than last week's episode. I think not that I hated last week's episode, but this one really was kind of cool. It started off in classic from what I remember breaking bad style, which is you're just thrown into a situation and, you don't know if it's now or if it's going to happen again later. You don't know who these people are. And it's this lawyer going into the uh, prison, right? Yeah. And he's with Mike. And Mike's supposedly his... Uh, paralegal. Uh, his paralegal, right. Mike is acting as a paralegal to this lawyer that we've never seen to go meet with a prisoner who turns out to be um, a character we've seen before. Did you catch him? Yes, I know it right when you're gonna say it. Yes, he was the he he ran the uh, laundry mat or the the. You're right. I did not catch that at all <laughs> until you just said that. You're right. He ran the uh, the the laundry mat. Yep, he was running the laundry mat, and I think it was when um, uh, Gomez showed up with the dogs and was like, "Come on, let us check out the laundry mat." Hank's on this thing. Let him get yep. all our back. That's exactly that was the it. dude. So this dude is one of the eleven that Mike's been talking about um, who they need to give money to, to keep them quiet because um, if you know, they don't have the money, there's a very good chance they'll, they'll, someone will tell on them, you know, and say, Hey, you the, these are the dudes that are involved. Um, so actually that kind of proved me wrong from last week when we were talking, I said, I always thought Mike was joining Walt and Jesse because of the daughter and the money that was taken from her. You get that? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. But point. actually, he's not just doing it for that reason. He's doing it because if he doesn't, and all these dudes have no money, he might get arrested, and you know, and people might have to die. Because they're his guys. They're, they're my his guys. guys. They're That's my guys. Right. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Good catch. I mean, God, I, I. Wow. Until you said that, but you're absolutely right. He was the the the, uh, the guy at the. Uh, Laundry mat. Good catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, he goes in and basically tells him, don't worry, it's taken care of. 
I got your back, basically, from what I remember. And um, it was a really good pre-credit sequence there. And uh, the, basically, the general, the whole story of the episode was, you know, we, we spent some time getting to realize that Walt is now a really bad dude, like more than usual in other seasons. That was really the first episode. And the second episode was, hey, we need to get some manpower together to get going. We want to keep making, you know, meth. We need to start gathering people. This one was about, well, how do we do it now that we've blown up the meth lab? There's no distribution. You know, how do we even do it? And that was why Walt really wanted to get Mike was because Mike knew the business side, basically. And um, so they meet at Saul's. I believe that was early in the episode. Uh, and Saul's just like, no, I hate this guy. I hate Mike. So you bring him here? The three of us, we're the three amigos, all for one, one for all. We don't need a fourth amigo. You know, he, he looks at me like he wants to kill me. He's, he's, he threatened me last time. He threatened me. And Walt's like, Jesus, he probably he threatened me. He threatened Jesse. He probably threatened someone before breakfast. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's Mike. <laughs> it's Mike. So Mike comes in and he basically uh, comes in as the alpha dog and was like, no, this is how it's going to run. This is how it's going to be. And I was just sitting there going, oh, no, how's Walt going to take this, you know? And, and that's interesting because that's exactly what happened. Like, I think Saul, Jesse, both were sitting here going, okay, well, Walt's, Walt's the head guy now. Mm-hmm. Walt's the head guy, but they need Mike. Mike comes in and he's like, no, no, no. This is how it's going to work. I run everything, basically. You just cook. Right. And I thought that was pretty cool, you know, to where yeah. it was like, because I think we were all on the same page Wow, Walt's gonna run this whole show, and but you know Mike's involved. Mike is the head honcho <laughs> in his eyes, in yeah. Walt's eyes. And Walt Walt had a great quote, and I don't know if I'll say it word for word. I didn't write the quote down, but um, <clears throat> Walt tells Saul that Mike runs the business, mm-hmm. and I'm the person that watches him. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, it was like lines. yeah. Because Mike said, yeah, Mike said, I run the, you know, I take care of the business, you cook. And he's like, that's fine by me, you know. And Saul said something along the lines of, you know, are you okay with this, whatever? And he goes, yeah, Mike will run the business and I'll run Mike. Yeah, yeah, that was. Something the, like the, that. Yeah, that was basically what he was saying. Right. I'll run Mike and Mike can run everything else. So it was really cool to see them going around to the different places and trying to find a new spot to cook that wouldn't be uh, very conspicuous. And, I thought that was um, I thought that was very cool actually if we just for a second to get into that. I thought that was a cool scene where they're going around to the different places and looking at them and they're like, "Eh, I don't know. This this sucks, you know." And then they get to this kind of shitty little garage and Walt's well, like, "This is perfect." And Jesse's like, "We can't cook here." And he's like, "We're just talking about cooking here." And then he kicks the <laughs> sheets that go over the house. I, I didn't right. know where they were going with it at first. I'm, I'm not up on the whole uh, bombing people's houses with uh, and pesticides. I didn't know where, where he was going with that, but then it was like, oh, brilliant idea. Well, I, I you know, I read some stuff about what the writers were talking about with that whole thing, and they had come up with this idea during the little hiatus between seasons of you know, what if they cooked in a house that was getting bug-bombed? Because that's not a big thing that happens around here but out west especially in california happens a lot i mean it's yeah. just like they'll drive by a house and there'll be a circus tent there wow that's crazy yeah I know, yeah 
It happened in it's only sunny in Philadelphia. I right. That one time, but all right. Um, but they said the problem they were having was trying to figure out how like, were they going to pay the company that actually gets rid of the bugs off? Were they going to might come in and force them to do it? But it wasn't until they decided, no, what if the bug bombing people are actually criminals too? They're home invaders and burglars. Right. Then it can be like mutual interest. We'll pay you some extra dough. You let us come in and cook for a little bit. Right. It was perfect. That's why I said that. That was just a perfect planned scene. I mean, where that all just worked yeah. out really well. And it was a pretty amazing way that they uh, they worked that all out. That no one they could just walk in with all this equipment, and no one would think of anything. No one would come in. No one's gonna come up to a bug bomb house. It's gonna smell weird anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant, ingenious idea. That's part of what makes. Breaking Bad, one of the best shows, I think. And, and if I could say real quick, I thought it was pretty cool. They they enter in as possibly after commercial break, and someone is just wailing away on the piano or like a keyboard. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? What is this? It's Skinny P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa, look at this guy, this meth addict. He's wailing away on this keyboard. And then you got Badger over there playing a little guitar, not doing anything great, but... You don't know at first what they're doing, and then they end up being the guys that buy the, the equipment to get the equipment in the place. My, my point being, these guys are obviously going to play some sort of role. They've been written off so many times. Yeah. Why are they bringing them back? You know, they're, they're doing these small jobs around here, and even Skinny Pete told Jesse, he's like, hey, I know you're, you're a big roller now, but if you ever need us, let us know. And Jesse was like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll get back to you. I think these guys, I don't know. They, they could play some sort of role. They're still in this. I mean, they could play a role. It's crazy. Well, on that point, I mean, there's a, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had a very similar theory. Okay. And, um, it, well, when they walk up and meet the actual bug bombing crew, I actually shouted out loud, oh my God, it's Landry. It's Landry. Yeah, yeah. Now, you don't know if you probably, if you don't watch or didn't watch the old show, Friday Night Lights, that was a big show that I watched and was really much into it. Blake, you, you were into it too a little bit. Oh yeah, we still, we're still trying to watch it, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, I forget what, what his character's name is. Todd. Todd. There's a there's a young guy who comes up to Walt when they first show up. Well, for you know they tell him you know you call him yes sir and no sir and there's a funny little look from Jesse and they come up and 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 this Todd guy goes hey, you know blatantly going against the rules and saying there was a nanny cam in the bear in the front room and I disabled it for you just to let you know. And he's like oh what's your name? And he goes Todd. And he goes okay and he just kind of walks in. Now me knowing that this dude was a major character on another network show makes me believe that is not this dude's only scene on this show. And he was cast in that part for a reason. I mean, this dude's been in movies. He's in uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's next movie. The guy that did there will be blood. I mean, he's a major oh, actor. Nice. Yeah. yeah. He plays, he plays Philip Seymour Hoffman's kid, I think. But anyway, well, that's what I'm thinking. You don't bring this guy in for just this small, tiny part. No. You can get any Hollywood wannabe to come in there and play that one part. No, he's going to have some sort of important role in this. Yeah, and I think his character is something that may they may be trying to sneak in the back door on us audiences here, but be like, oh, don't worry about him. He's nobody. 
no, no. I think he's coming back in something big here in the next few episodes. But I think we realized that when, and I agree, I caught that same thing, you know, where he says that and Walt's just like, what's your name, Todd? And he just kind of walks away. But at the same time, that's Walt going, good job. Right. Very, very good job. Right, 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 right. So then we finally get to go in and see them cooking again, which we haven't seen in forever, which are always awesome little montages and stuff. But this time you actually saw CGI like molecular things happening. You know what I mean? It was very cool. You know, and I, I, I thought that was, I, I, I said when uh, in my, in my notes here, I'm looking at this and I'm going, man, that was the best cooking scene excuse me that they've had in a while (laughs) and the cool part was it reminded me very much of like requiem for a dream with the chemicals and the things happening it was very requiem for a dream-ish and i really enjoyed that yes me too yeah and actually a funny little thing i found out about that evidently the um special effects guys were going online and looking up like trying to get some inspiration, some different ideas of what that scene could look like, like the CGI parts. And uh, they came across this one video that was pretty much exactly what they wanted on Vimeo. So they literally just called these two guys up who live in Germany and like, hey, we'll just pay you if you give us the rights to that clip you made and we'll put it in the show. So they didn't go out of their way to make the CGI for that scene. The CGI parts are actually on Vimeo of some guy's like portfolio out of Germany or something. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's cool. So they make the dope, and then we have the uh, what I think would be, what will most people have been arguing about from what I've heard about this episode this week was the nice little mind fuck of a talk that Jesse won't have on the couch while watching Three Stooges. Um, we completely skipped over how. It was a very tense scene earlier in the episode where Walt and Brock see each other for the first time in quite a while. I mean, they kind of saw each other in passing when Walt showed up there last season. But this was the first time they actually were face-to-face, and I kept saying, Brock's going to fucking say something, and Walt's going to shoot up the place. Something's going to happen here. Yeah. Well, the Brock, everyone was unaware. No one knows. No one knows. It was That whole uh, previous thing that went down, no one knew what happened, so Brock didn't know. Walt obviously knows he's the one that, that, that poisoned Brock, but I agree. I mean, I'm sitting here watching this. They sit down on the couch together. Jesse and Andrea, I believe, leave, and he's just yep. sitting here, and they kind of look at each other, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, look at this. Would you look <laughs> at it? What's going to happen here? And nothing really did, but it was a lot of just kind of a foreshadowing type thing. Well... What I took it as is Walt gave him a look like, well, now this is a problem. This is a problem that I've got to get rid of. And so now, after they get done cooking in this bug-bombed house, you know, he sits down. And he At first, he actually seems like we're getting a view of nice Walt again. Like, oh, he actually does kind of care about Jesse still and is asking about the relationship. No, no. No, he's not. No, he's absolutely not. He's just coercing him and playing him and being like, I know you'll make the right decision. You've earned that, but you never know. You know, we're in a tough game now. He's all talking him into just leaving this woman. It, it, it just, it goes to show you Walt's manipulation, which we've talked about before. Um, I mean, he is just a manipulative person. And with him sitting down there 
with, with Brock and, and watching this whole thing go down, like you said, and then they, they sit on the couch and they're having their conversation, and he's telling him, hey, I trust you. Walt's telling Jesse, I trust you. You'll make the right decision. I know you will. And, and I think Jesse's sitting there going, the only decision is to get, get rid of them. That's the only decision. I mean, this is what Walt wants, obviously. This is what I have to do. He's manipulating him. And, and Totally. And, and, but what led up to that was Walt and Jesse's relationship right now is better than we've ever seen it, in my opinion. Yep. I mean, they're sitting here on the couch before Andrea and Brock walk in, and Jesse's telling them, oh, you've got this, this motor on top of this, uh, this thing here. That's just not going to work, and we need to do this. And Walt's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a great idea. You're right. Again, a little more manipulation, I think, to, to show him that, hey, I believe in you. You know exactly what you're talking about. We're on the same page. And it's making Jesse feel more comfortable. Now, right. they get to that situation where he's he, he's talking to him on the couch. Walt's talking to Jesse on the couch about, hey, I know you'll make the right decision. I trust you. It'll be fine. You'll make the right decision. And sure enough, what did Jesse do? Right, which really goes to show you how far that that I was completely wrong. And like when I was thinking, oh, here's nice Walt again, because not only was he manipulating Jesse, but back if you remember, he really like cared about Jesse. He tried to get him off the drugs. He took him to rehab. Now, at this point in time, old Walt would be like, great for you. You've got a nice home here. You got enough money and a nice little family here. You know, good for you. But he now bad Walt's kind of like um, I'm just gonna make you get rid of that so you can help me cook these drugs. And that's right. all I that's, care about. That's exactly it. Exactly it. So they uh, they make up the drugs. It wasn't as much as they made before, but I I want to go ahead and get into the uh, the the money splitting up scene because this was yeah, the I most did. this is the most interesting to me. This is where Mike and Walt bumped heads again, and it was really awesome. And basically, Mike was going through splitting up the money, like you saw, and was basically right in front of him, just so Walt would know who's in charge, and was like, no, bitch, this is what it costs to do this. We gotta pay this guy, we gotta split this up, we gotta pay this guy, and we gotta pay our my, my guys, my 11 guys. And Walt gets all mad. You know, he's just like, this sounds like a shakedown, this is bullshit. And, he, and Mike says the best line, dude, of the season, I think. And he goes, just because you shot Jesse James, that don't make you Jesse James. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, that was awesome. And I'm just like, yeah. the tension in that scene was just ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And um, I read online, now I don't know if this is a spoiler, but it, it wasn't a spoiler to me because it doesn't tell you anything, just kind of like a hint. But from Vince Gilligan himself, he said, you know, that whole Jesse James thing will play a lot into the next few episodes. Okay, now, let me stop you there. Do we all know the Jesse James story? Where he was, I believe, allegedly shot in the back by his good friend Robert Ford. Well, the only... Is that, is that even right? Robert Ford? That's, is that com- right? that's the right. That's completely right. But the only okay. thing I know about Jesse James is what I saw in the movie with Brad Pitt. Called the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. <laughs> oh, right, right. Never saw that movie, but yes, uh, okay. It's a very good, really good movie, and it's like really true to like what happened. And it's basically like he had this guy 
in his crew who really admired him. Miss Robert Ford just loved Jesse James. He read about in the papers, got in his crew, just loved him so much. But this Robert Ford was kind of the guy everybody made fun of and wouldn't take seriously. And Robert Ford just finally got pissed. And he was like, well, fuck it then. And just he, that's why he ends up killing Jesse James. He couldn't get his respect. So let's let's spin this on its ear then. Right. Could our our Breaking Bad Robert Ford be Jesse? It could either be Jesse or it could be a whole motif of Walter. Like Walter okay. killed Jesse James, aka Gus. You know what I mean? Well, true, true, but 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 okay, but but Robert Ford, Jesse, no one really believes in him. He's just kind of there. Totally. You know. Does he know what he's doing? Which I believe we've said. Well, finally came through this last episode, and I felt like their relationship got very strong, as strong as it's ever been, where he agrees with him, and he's like, you're right, Jesse. And, and, and yeah, I don't do that. Man, I'm telling you what. Jesse, James, look at that little <laughs> puzzle I put together. Jesse could be your Robert Ford here come, come, come toward the end. I don't know. Totally. That's very interesting. Well, I mean, it's skipping to the end here, but I think like you said, I mean, Jesse, you know, in this meeting, he came through and was kind of like, no, just take my half of the money and pay for it. And Walt was like, no, I'll do it this time. I'll do it this time. Kind of like shutting up and being like, whatever, just do what you got to do, Mike. And Mike leaves. And Jesse's trying to reason with him. And he's just like, dude, listen, you know, I mean this is a bigger piece of the pie, but we made a smaller pie. So it's a smaller piece than what we were making before. But well, they, they, didn't, they didn't make as much meth either. No, I don't think Walt understands for some reason. Right. And it's just like, dude, you just made like a hundred grand or something in a day. It's, it's pretty good, you know, yeah, and it, good. and it will grow and it will grow, but it's still right. Walt's pissed. And Walt's kind of like, are you, are you okay? You know? And Jesse's just like, well, I don't know. Kind of sucks right now because I bro- ended up breaking it off with what's her name. You know what I mean? Why? 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 He was manipulated. Exactly. It's all. It's all. Walt but I don't know if you didn't catch this, but he was like, "Yeah, I, I broke it off with her." Yada yada. Trying to continue that nice conversation they were having on the couch, and Walt's like, "No, not talking about that." Just completely shuts him down, and he's Absolutely. like, and he was just like, you know, back. I uh, forget the guy that they slit his throat. What was his name? Victor, Victor, they had a big conversation about Victor. He's talking about, he goes, I was thinking, you know, when Gus slit Victor's throat, I always took it as a message. You know, maybe he was just putting Victor in line because he was getting, stepping out of his bounds or something along those lines. And he's saying all this while he's watching Mike leave. And then Walt just walks away after saying that. And Jesse kind of looks at him like, what the fuck is going on with Walter? Like, he fir- yeah. finally realizes there's been a big change with Walter White. Yeah, like, Jesse doesn't fully understand him. Going back to the whole Victor talk, when, when Walt's talking about Victor, see, as viewers, I think we're on a different page than the characters are on. We don't fully understand everything. I don't know if Walt knew that Victor showed up at the crime scene where Jesse killed Gail. Okay, now here's, this is going to play big. For us viewers, we understand it. We've seen the whole thing. Walt doesn't know. Walt doesn't know that Victor showed up at the crime scene after Gail was killed. 
Right. And witnesses saw him. Walt doesn't realize that Victor walked into that crime scene, witnesses saw him, and then they actually placed him as a suspect at the crime scene. Right. Now it all comes full circle, which I actually realized back when Victor was killed. Victor wasn't killed with some sort of statement, nothing like that, but it looked like that to Walt. Well, the Victor, way, the hold on, the way Gus killed him, though, was very much, I thought, a message just like, look, this is the type of guy you're dealing with, and because he made him sit there and watch it happen. And it was. It, well, absolutely, it was a message, but listen, you've got Victor showing up to the crime scene of a guy that was just shot in the head, he rolls in there right. very suspiciously, he's looking around, making sure everything's cool, and then he leaves. These witnesses are sitting there going, well, we saw this Latino guy. This Latino guy was at the crime scene of this homicide. Gus killed Victor because he showed his face at a crime scene that directly involved him. That's right. why he killed him. But at the same time, he was able to get away with making it look like a message because Walter didn't know that Victor was at the crime scene. <laughs> He didn't know that. Right. So Walter's like, Jesus Christ, why would he just kill Victor like that? That's insane. But really, it's because he was at the crime scene. Right. That's exactly why Victor was killed. <laughs> but it just happened to be um, a perfect situation to where Gus could be like, all right, now I'm going to show my power. Of course we have to get rid of Victor. He's a fucking witness now. Right. We have to get rid of him. Right. The witnesses saw him. We have to kill this guy. But Walter doesn't know why I'm going to kill him. I'm just going to kill him. Right. And that's why he did it. That's the only reason he killed Victor. That's the only reason. And Walter even said, I think it's because Victor came in there and made that batch while we were gone and maybe it wasn't up to par. No, no. He, was a, he, he rolled into the crime scene. He was seen. He was killed. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. That's it. But Walter doesn't know that. Jesse right. doesn't even know that, I don't think. Maybe Mike even. I don't know. Mike probably doesn't even know that Victor rolled up there. Mike was very surprised when Gus killed him, too. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a crazy scene. So so where are you... I, it's kind of a hard question to ask, but now we're three episodes in, almost halfway. Where do you feel like we're headed with Walter? Where? What kind of theories do you think are going to play out here? Because I have a feeling that they're setting us up pretty big time right now. I feel like we're going up the slow part of the first hill of a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Yeah. through some scenes, you catch a quick glimpse of Walter putting on the Heisenberg hat. He's shaving oh, his head. Yes. This dude's becoming Heisenberg. Let's not forget, let's not forget that when Walter was Heisenberg um, and when he was dealing with Tuco back in, you know, season two or something, he was actually right. a, a badass. Walter was a badass, but he was very nervous and timid. Didn't know what he was getting into, but he was like, I'm just going to pretend I'm this badass and hopefully it goes okay. Now, now right. he knows he's kind of a badass. And now he's like, dude, I'm fucking Heisenberg. Let's go. And I, 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 right. I don't know what to think, but uh, uh, my favorite scene, not my favorite scene, but a scene that was very important was Maria, uh, Hank's wife. Sitting oh. on the couch, Walt comes in, and actually the info, if you would have infoed 
the episode, I don't know, on DirecTV anyway, it was like, whoa. Well, if you looked at the summary when you press the menu button about the show, I don't know why you guys read those. It ruins the stuff every time. No, it doesn't, because what it said is, Walt confesses to Maria online, and I'm like, uh, what? What in the world? No! And uh, sure enough, he's talking about the Ted Beneke thing. The brilliant thing in my mind is that he gets Maria on his side because of the whole Ted Beneke affair thing. Oh, yeah. Now, now we can look at Skyler blows up on Maria, her sister, on Maria, her sister. Well, the whole thing is taking its toll on Skyler. She's involved in this, not as much as Walt, but she's involved in this. And what really threw her over the edge, before she started screaming, shut up, a thousand times, right. what threw her over the edge was when Marie said, well, hey, physical therapy's going great. Hank's back on the job. Yep. He's back on the job. And to Skyler, she's like, shit. Right. We're all involved in this. We need to get Hank out of here. And that's what threw her over the edge. Yeah. I think, well, maybe. I mean, I think the fact, well, I mean, I'll have to watch it again. Maybe that was part of it. But obviously it was her being annoying, asking so many questions. You can't smoke in here. You can't smoke around the baby. What about the baby? You don't smoke around the baby. What about Walt? You know, just constantly. So she finally just snaps. But what here was the brilliant thing. They've been sisters sisters for 40 years. Like, you get over the annoyance. She's mad that, that Hank's on the case now. Well, when Walt talks to his sister-in-law, Maria, and was just like, you know, she's like, I'm not leaving until I find out what's going on and why she's being like this. And he just pulls this out of his ass, this whole, basically, he uses the truth against his wife and was like, she's all upset. She was sleeping with this guy, da 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 now she's on his side. But it wasn't like he was lying. I mean, right. yeah, she didn't go nuts because of Ted being in the hospital, but that was part of it, and all that shit really did happen. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. That's what's great. Now you got Marie on his side Yeah. through this whole thing, but it was all a lie to get her on his side, for sure. That was all a lie. But Well, it wasn't a lie, but it was bending the truth a little bit anyway. Right. And when he, when, when he, you know, when they talked about this, he had just come home and she was like, no, your wife just had as mental breakdown basically at work. And what does he do after the sister-in-law leaves? He just goes and has an apple. Doesn't yeah. go check on Skylar. That really tells you he does not give a shit about her anymore. Yeah. He's just like, well, whatever. I'm just going to eat this apple. Yeah. He almost <laughs> did. He like looked down the hallway and he was like, no, nah, I'll just eat this apple. This is yeah. Idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I found it uh, interesting that next week's episode is what we talked about. I think the first one that got kind of messed up for us. Next week's episode is entitled 51. No one on the Fringe crew was talking to us. There's somebody out there keeping them in line. We're putting together a surveillance team as we speak. What? Please tell me that's not what I think it is. We got visitors. 30 seconds. We're just getting started. Nothing stops this train. Nothing. If you are a big uh, Breaking Bad fan, uh, you know that the very first episode, Skyler put a fifty-two in or a, a fifty in bacon on his plate because it was his fiftieth birthday. And in the premiere this season, he arranges a fifty-two on his plate because assume, we assume it's his fifty-second birthday. Well, tomorrow night's episode is entitled Fifty-One, and it's directed by an actual an awesome filmmaker named Ryan Johnson, 
who okay. he's directed this this movie coming out called Looper with Bruce Willis. He directed the that train movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. I think I think he directed that. Okay. But anyway, he's a really good director. He makes a, he's really up and coming. He's directing next week's episode, and I haven't seen the uh, the sneak peek yet because I haven't watched obviously Small Town Security. So. Oh no! Don't 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 let that fool you. They gave you just like a bullshit little scene. I watched it. It was like okay, that does nothing. But the show is still hilarious. So make sure you <laughs> watch that. But don't watch it just because they're gonna give you a scene from next week's Breaking Bad. It was pathetic. All right. Well, was there anything else that I that I missed out that you wanted to touch base on with this one? Uh, well, just going back to that fifty one. Okay, I didn't know next week's episode was entitled fifty one. Yes. But here's my question. This whole season, this last season, actually will take place between two years now. If he was 50 when it began... Right. Um, I'm wrong. Okay, I'm wrong. Whatever. It started when he was 50. He turns 51 in next week's episode. And then, and, and then the last, which we saw, he turns 52. So, okay, it's another year. God damn it, never mind. Thank you. Hey, Mom, you forgot something. Dad's bacon? That's okay, I can do it. No, no, Mom has to. Well, it is sort of a tradition. Watch this, Holly. Watch what she does with bacon. What is she doing? Well, I I can only assume it'll be his birthday just because they mentioned that in this one. You know, what are we going to do for Walt's birthday this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's his birthday. Yeah. Um, I also really liked, as a movie fan, the um, Scarface clips when they were all just sitting out there watching Scarface. And they, there's some, I mean, some, I forget who says it. Someone says, isn't it, isn't it crazy how they all just die in the end? I think Walt even might even say that. And that's supposed to maybe be a clue, like... Are all these people going to die? It was just very eerie seeing Walt Jr. being like, come on, Mom, join us. Join us, Mom, and watch this terrifying thing for you, you know? Right. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I honestly didn't hear that, hear someone say that. Very well could have. But what I thought was cool is they're watching Scarface. Out comes Skyler to see, okay, they're watching Scarface. This is what my life is going to turn into. Right, you know, right. It's a foreshadowing to like, uh, this is happening. This is already, there's already been people killed because of this. This is just going to get worse. It was a nice right. foreshadowing thing to watch Scarface, especially that scene. It's the craziest scene in the movie. Yeah, 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 totally. All right, well, I'm going to wrap it up here um, with one Not more. Yet. No, you got something? Well, this is what we've touched on before, but I, my, my last last little thought here is okay you know you've, you've got hank in, in the previous couple episodes here you know a 
okay, they got Gale. They killed Gale. Right. Gale's the one that makes the meth. They got Gus. Killed Gus. A lot of people think they've done it. It's over. Hank still knows. So they've killed Gale. They've killed Gus. Yet the blue stuff is still out there. Right. That's why we've got Hank still on the job, dude. And I love Hank. I really do. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know how it's going to come down, but the blue stuff is still out there. Hank's it's still, still on the there. case. Hank's still on the case. I think, I mean, my prediction is that I don't know how Hank can make out of, make out of this alive. I just don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that'll be something to see. I mean, if if, if Walter's really going to go nuts like we, they're promising he is, and we didn't see Hank at all this episode, so we don't know what he's been up to. We just know he's back at work fine, trying to figure this out. The last thing we saw with Hank was, you know, his boss was like he was right under our noses, and now Hank just disappears. He's back at work. Who knows what he's digging up? You know what I mean? Oh, he's digging too, buddy. It's going to be something, dude. Hank's going to be a major player coming up. Major player. Now, obviously, if you're if you're listening to this, you're not going to uh, be not watching next week's episode, so this shouldn't really matter to you. But next week is episode four. Well, I read online from Vince Gilligan, the creator and, and head writer, showrunner, that episodes five and seven of this first eight, you better get your ass ready because yeah. shit goes down in episodes five and seven. So keep that on your radar. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have any other final thoughts about Hazard Pay? I, I think they're really been spending these first three episodes teeing us up for some major shit. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I really don't have any more thoughts. I just thought it was, you know, it was cool they called it Hazard Pay, but it really only had to do with about the first two minutes. Hazard yeah. Pay meaning the guys that were in jail aren't going to get their money and really didn't have much to do with that aside from just kind of the first few minutes is all right but, I, but a very cool episode very cool my favorite part uh, of the whole i guess overall episode was how mike came in just not giving an inch just like no i don't care if you're putting this together or what this is how it's gonna be and you better get used to it you know what right. i mean right and just makes me like mike even more but i hope he keeps his head down in the weeks to come no, oh, and I'll just be the maddest but the happiest because it's the best show ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, agree. I agree. All right. Well, that, we'll have to leave it there, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you all next week. With Don't, a, don't forget to watch um, Small Town Security. I'm telling you, hilarious. You'll love it. Get Small Town Security and, and, you know, check out this Bet You Didn't Know book we have on the iTunes store while you're at it. Yeah. Nice little interactive trivia book we put together. It costs about 2 bucks, $1.99. Yeah, you know, check it out. Blake seemed to like it a lot. Oh, it's seems phenomenal. to be pretty popular. It's just it's, phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of videos and random facts and trivia and whatever. Check it out. If you're a guy and you have an iPad and you take shits, <laughs> you should probably have it. Yeah, I, I would think it's the best shitting reading material there could be. Even a girl uh, that poops, which I don't know if that exists, but yeah, everybody even a girl. poops. Well, Everybody it's, poops. It's, you never know. Well, that's, that's a question. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> you should get the book. You should get the book. All right, so check out Bet You Didn't Know on the iTunes store. Uh, evidently, check out Small Town Security after Breaking Bad this week uh, via Blake's recommendation. 
And, and uh, we're, no, we're by no means anything that has to do with anybody for AMC. We're just <laughs> a couple of random dudes, but I'm telling you, it's funny. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll be back uh, same time next week with a recap and a discussion of episode 451. We'll see you then.